Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, welcome to uh, the Beyond the Game podcast. My name is Jamie. It's Tuesday, mo- not March anymore. It's April the 4th, 2023. Welcome to this program, everyone. Hope everyone's having a nice day. I'm sure I am. So um, there was some college basketball that was played over the weekend. And you may have saw it, you may have not. Uh, some people want to look past the game of the antics that happened afterwards and uh, the last 24 hours and whatnot i want to dive into the game first and then i will dive into the controversy of what happened on the women's side then the men's side so with that being said let's let me dive into this iowa versus lsu game oh also let me dive into this iowa versus south carolina game as well starting off first iowa versus south carolina now I was so mad at, at South Carolina because Don Staley had no answer for Caitlin Clark. And also, you cannot play at box one against Caitlin Clark. In order for her to stop, in order for, 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 to stop, in order for, to stop, in order for to stop Caitlin Clark, you have to play her straight up. Okay? You have to make her uncomfortable. You just have to. Now, it's not talking about stopping anyone else. You just got to get her up in her face because she's not used to that competition. She's not used to got ladies getting up to her face and stopping her shot. At some point, I was waiting for South Carolina to do that, and they did, did not do that. And plus, there was no help side. Caitlin Clark got whatever she wanted, whatever she needed. Layups. There was no help on, on, uh, on the inside. The big girl, Caruso. I was so mad at her because she did not help. She's a big, she, she got 15 rebounds, but yet when the game came down to the line, you couldn't block the shot. You couldn't help your teammates out. That's why South Carolina is staying at home right now. And that's why they have no ring on their finger because it's not Don Staley. It's the players. And when Leah Boston went out with two fouls in the, in the first quarter, I said, this game's over. It's over. Caitlin Clark picked up her second foul be- before halftime, and they kept her in the game. Because you know why? Because uh, Caitlin Clark is Iowa. Caitlin Clark takes Iowa to wherever they need to go. She's not w- w- without her. They're a second round. T- they-, they don't even make the tournament. If I say it in a harsh way, Caitlin Clark is Iowa. That's it. That's it. You, you like, you like, you can't, you can't script that. There's no other player that's going to help her out. I mean, you had two players in what Monica Cazano and, um, Haley Warnock, but they're role players. But Kaylin Clark is the team 110%. And that's why Iowa was in the title game. And people will say, well, they should repeat. Well, no, it's not easy to repeat college basketball because you got all those teams that are that coming up. 
Stanford, Stanford went out early. South Carolina went out in the final four. Indiana went out early. And, and Virginia Tech went out in the final four. So, and this is why the transfer portal is so attractive. Because you could, you could pinpoint of every player that, that, that played on, on crappy teams and then you can pick them up and for your college. They're like, like, like. There's no. It's hard to repeat in in college sports. There's no other. T- there, you can make the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, and the Final Four. It'll be your first, maybe your second time, maybe your eleventh time. But the game is changing in college basketball, and and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I I love the fact that these players are going out there and. And showing what, and showing what, what they want, what they want to happen, making their own decisions. That's why the NIL money comes in. The NIL money says, you know what? Maybe we, maybe we can give you this brand for, to, to go to this college. Or if you go to this college, we'll give you this amount of money. It works out. Works out for the game because you see competitive basketball. We need that back. We're t- I'm tired of seeing soft ass basketball. Like when I'm watching the women's tournament, this, this is just a women's tournament alone. I saw no selfishness. I saw that players who who cared gave it their all, gave it their all, literally. Iowa gave it their all. It was Caitlin Clark? They gave it all. They have no star power. When you're, when you're trying to make a team, you need at least six players. Three of them have to be good. Three of them can be like role players in college basketball. You need those players. Iowa has only three. And a bunch of guys, uh, ladies we have never heard of. We never heard of Monica Kazano till the tournament started. We never heard of Haley Warlock till the tournament started. It was all Caitlin Clark. It was all her. But with that being said, this is why South Carolina is sitting at home right now. They're sitting at home right now. There's no ring on their finger. Aaliyah Boss is going to the WNBA. And Bray Bill is going to the WNBA as well. And so now you're going to have a new team where the transfer port is going to be active. Then you got a couple of high school students coming in and filling that void. And we'll see if they. I, I trust. I trust Don Staley to get get the team back to where they need to go. I trust her. But I want to go back to this game, Iowa versus LSU. It was the most watched game on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, LSU won nine one hundred one hundred two to eighty five. Let's shout out some players. Caitlin Clark obviously had thirty points and eight assists. She was responsible for 95%. I, I put down 90, but I said nine, I'm going to say 95% of the offense. 85% was, was, 85 points was controlled by Caitlin Clark, basically, because you couldn't get her out of the game. And LSU didn't have an answer for it. They, they knew they didn't have an answer for her. They knew that. But, you know, LSU did their job. They, they distracted her. She got uncomfortable at times. And, you know, what else more can you do? She had 30 points. She's going to get her points. 
as long as you shut down the others, then it's good to go. And that's what they did. Um, Alexis Morris had tw- on the LSU side had 21 points and 9 assists. Angel Reese, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. She was a tournament MVP. And Jasmine Clark, let's let's give a shout-out to both Jasmine Carson and Lester Pio. Now, Jasmine Carson is getting all the praise, but I want to give a shout-out to also to Lester Pio for coming in. For Those seven minutes in the second quarter were really important. When Morris... And Poole, the other girl, picked up the, the second, the two fouls. Both of those players came in and made an impact, especially Powell. She made an impact with her threes. Jasmine Carson made an impact with her 22 points all in the first half. Like, LSU's loaded. They were loaded. They were built for this. They were ready. Like, you, you talk about getting Alexis Morris from Baylor, Rutgers, and all those colleges. Like, like, come on! It's 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 a blessing, and I love when coaches believe in second chances because the first chance didn't go so okay. Well, you're 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 a child. You're, you're going to do your do stupid things, but then when you come back five six years, it it took one situation to say, you know what? I need to get this together. I need to go back to Kim Mulkey. And that's what Alexis Morris did. I went back to Kim Mulkey because she can give me, she believes in me. Other than these other colleges that want to kick me out over petty things. And that's all what we need. Second chances are important. Is what is, whether the players can, whether the players or the people can take advantage of it. Some people out there can't take advantage of the second chances. Alexis Morris took it, took advantage of her second chance, and now she's a champion. Andrew Reese took a, uh, went to Maryland last year. D- didn't work out. Okay, fine. I'm going to go to LSU. Now she's a champion, and now she's all over the place. Speaking of all, all over the place, let's play a clip of what she said, and let me. I want to give you my take on it because. I want to go after the haters out there. Let's hear that clip. So many people are talking about women's basketball. Isn't that a good thing? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, the, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, Y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me. That's going to speak up on what they they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more. It was was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm happy. I feel like I've helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Okay. So you hear what, but. What was said? Okay. Here's my take on it. When Caitlin Clark did the in your face type of thing, type of symbol against Louisville, no one said anything about it. 
She did it. She was on fire that game. I watched that game. She was on fire. She didn't do it to anyone in particular. She says you can't guard her. And she was right. No, it, where's the fire storm in that? Now, when, when you get Angel Reese doing it, an African American woman, we're stupid. We're an idiot. We're garbage. We're pathetic. You're disappointed. You're, you're overshadowing the game. And for those people, y'all need a life. Keith Alderman. All those people who are not African American need a life. Y'all are the same people that stood outside of Trump's Trump's house when he got indicted last week saying that he didn't do anything. Clearly he did something. But yet, when we got people who are like me and like Angel Reese that that want us to change, that want us to have grace in the game, I'm sorry, we don't we don't have that. We don't we don't want that. She, we we are our authentic selves. So, so where 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 in society that we can be ourselves. We don't have to play into their hand to the to the other people's hand, other races' hands. You didn't rage over Caitlin Clark. She's been doing it all season long. Haley Van Litt did it, but yet when it comes down to Angels, you call her stupid. You call her an idiot. You don't even watch women's basketball. That's the first. That's the first thing that came up in your mind. It's the in your face symbol. That's the first thing that, that, that was said. And you started watching women's basketball when the Final Four came along. Or, well, the National Championship game came along. Y'all have nothing. Where's the rage in that? Where, where's the rage when, 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 when Trump was, was saying all those things? And now y'all are sitting outside his house. Wanted him to, to want him to wanted wanted the government to free him over his wrongdoing, but you can't free Angel Reese. Now you're gonna get on her or anybody that is not white. What what is wrong with y'all? Why why can't we be ourselves like she like she is? That's our brand. Our brand is important than, than what y'all want, want us to be. I'm sorry. We don't have, we, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't support Trump. Well, I'm not sorry about that, but Trump is, tr- Trump is garbage. He is. He don't care. Y'all care. Y'all want to sit out of his house, uh, giving out stupid ass statements. But you want to get on one one beautiful lady over nothing. She didn't commit a crime. Where where is there where is 
the togetherness that we always talk about. Where is that in society? Why is it always got to be divided? Guy, you got no, you got guys who who have a name that are are calling us idiots over nothing. They're the idiots for reporting it. But then again, you know that that's how it is. We're always going to be divided. We're always going to be. They always want to put us in, in the box and say, "Hey, you got to do this." That's what you call slavery. We don't. We're not like that anymore. This is 2023. We can live and breathe how we want, and that's what Angel Reese is saying. It, it, it's our. Don't let anybody take advantage of your joy. And I heard that from the from Joyce Joyce Meyer the yesterday. She was saying, "Do not let anyone take advantage of you." That's what you call boundaries. These people here are don't want don't want people. And I'm not trying to make a political show. This is sports, but these people here want to go after Angel Reese over negative over something that she did versus. Trump committed a serious crime and y'all are sitting out of his, outside his house giving out stupid-ass statements to, to a reporter. And I commend those reporters for not holding their laughter. It's funny. <laughs> like, y'all clearly don't, don't want respon- don't want a former president to set responsibility for his actions. He did something wrong. I mean, if you talk about if Angel Reese committed a crime today, y'all will go all over her. Y'all will go over her. The only people that will support her is myself and all and people who look like me that will support her. And maybe Angel and maybe uh, maybe LSU well LSU basketball will as well. The basketball community will support, but yet you support Caitlin, Caitlin Clark when she did it. And like Stephen A. said, this is all. This is a black and white issue. Yeah, give her her give her her flowers. Angel, you know, give her her flowers. Caitlin Clark is the best basketball player in the world, but give Angel her her, flower, her flowers as well. She won a national championship. She didn't have to transfer to do that. And she's been doing that same personality all season long. That's what I love about sports. Sports is competitive. What happened, whatever happened to the competitive side? Whatever happened to guys talking nonsense to each other? At the end of the day, it's all love. We're out there, blood, sweat, tears, going out, going, fighting for the number one prize it is a trophy. And plus some other sinners as well. It, I'm a competitive person. I fight every single day for what I want in life. And I want to get that. Same for Andrew Wee, same for Alexis Morris, same for, same for, what's her name? 
Say for Jasmine Carson. Say for every African American woman and men. But, you know, y'all ruin our joy by just saying some negative garbage. And I'm not here for it. You're either with us or just don't, or just stay in your lane. I stay in this lane. Well, actually, I, actually, I stay in all lanes. But I don't want to hear any negative connotation towards us. Period. But with that being said, let's let's congratulate LSU for the national championship. Um, that shouldn't be overshadowing the game, and for that to be overshadowing the game, you guys did it clearly did not watch. It just shows to your character. They always say Carmen's a B. I believe in Carmen. Karma, 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 karma is a B. I believe in that wholeheartedly. But, but now, I want to talk about this White House story about that I saw. Now, Jill Biden, <laughs> Jill Biden, are you crazy? Like, like seriously, are are you crazy? You're gonna send both teams to the White House? Like, why? Like, I understand women's sports, but. No, because LSU beat Iowa, so shouldn't the winning team go to the go to the uh, White House? It's like if I was in a relationship today, and I told, and I told my future girlfriend, "Hey, I'm going to bring somebody over here. Maybe that person is going to be. Maybe I will bring my ex over, and and we're going to be together. I, I could be with you, and I could be with her as well." Don't you think that that would be that that will throw other people off? It'll throw people off the wrong way because you can't invite the losers, which is your ex, into your house. Now I want a winner. LSU goes to the White House if invited and all that stuff. But Jill Biden, please refrain from saying anything. We're still. There, there, there's so much stuff in this world that that we need for you to address, and you have not addressed it. You want to bring two teams to the White House for what? Like, like no, Iowa didn't win. LSU did. LSU won the championship, not Iowa. Heck, let's bring all sixty-eight teams to the White House. For that matter, if we're going to say, if we're going to bring Iowa to the White House, let me ask you this. Uh, the Warriors played the Celtics in the NBA Finals last year. Houston played Philly in the World Series. Do I bring, do I bring the uh, Philadelphia Phillies? Do I bring, what else did I say? Did I bring the Boston Celtics to the White House? Do I bring those two teams to the White House? Those were losing teams. I'm pretty sure some will go, others will not. Because they didn't win. What is wrong with y'all? What is wrong with you, Jill Biden? There, there is things that, that you you and your husband have not addressed. 
period. There are, are better yet, you're not going to do anything about it. But yet you want to bring them to both teams to the White House. But now you have somebody else clarify that, oh, we want LSU come to the White House. Let's see who goes. And when would that be? That's all the motivation enough for women's sports. That's all the motivation you need to go to the White House and say, you know what? We're going to grow the, grow the game with, 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 with women who care, women who give a, a, a damn. That's how you send a message to role models. That's, those are role models. I'm not saying, I'm not disrespecting Iowa. Iowa is a great team, but they didn't win. LSU did. LSU is role models. All the, 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 all the players and the coaching staff that go to the White House, they are role models. That's enough. That is enough to say, you know what? I want to be there one day. I want to win a championship. I want to fight to have that. But they're bringing that fight back. Else you brought that fight back into society. And let's see what society follows. But I don't like when people say those things out of their mouth. It's just crazy. I know you were there. But at the same time, it's enough. Andrew Reese is enough. Alexis Morris is enough. Kim Mulkey is enough. Kim Mulkey is one of the greatest coaches of, of, of all time. She's done it. And who, 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 who would not want to play for Kim Mulkey? Like, damn. She pushed you to work. And no disrespect to other coaches out there, but she's the one that, that's won the championship that took a sacrifice to go from Baylor to LSU. She could have taken any other job. She goes to LSU and wins the championship in her second year. Other teams are like, you know what? Give us another, give, give us next year. I can give you Texas, for example. Give Sarkeesian one more year to get the Texas football program up to beat. He can't do that. He can't. That's why Texas is always going to fail in football. In basketball, I love it. They're going to fail in football. Because Sarkeesian does not care, does not hold his players responsible. Kim Mokey does. She's one of the few. And I mean that. She's one of the few. But with that being said, I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, people have to be, be people have to shut up. They, they, Jim, Jill Biden. There's other things you need need to address in society that you have not addressed, and you're never going to address it. That's why we're failing. And that's why you see divided people, people with talking heads that want to say whatever they want to say. And I'm like, no, no, we're not here for that. We are here for the ladies. We're here 
for players who want to play, who want to play basketball, who want to make a difference in society, who want to be real, like Angel Reese is real. She is real. She was that wasn't a script. That was a real authentic voice. That's what we need. Now, let's go to now. With that being said, college basketball on the women's side is over. College basketball side on the men's side is over too. As UConn beats South South, there's too many Souths here. San San Diego State University, fifty seventy six to fifty nine. Now that wasn't a close matchup, and there and neither was it controversial. Um, San Diego State. Had Kendrick Kenshaw Johnson fourteen points, Tristan Meldon, Tristan Newton had nineteen points and ten rebounds. UConn was physical the whole entire tournament. It goes to say that UConn was up by ten plus points throughout the whole entire tournament. I mean, of course, teams are going to make their runs and all that, but UConn kept it, kept it, uh, kept it straight. You know, they, they you know, they were unranked before the season started. They ran into a rough patch where they were they won two of the last eight games, and they got to the biggest, biggest, big, big East tournament, and they win a national championship just by dominating teams down low and down dominating teams up up top in the perimeter where they were defending with their hands out, they were moving around, grabbing loose balls. So no go was great down low, um, and. Uh, who was shooting the basketball? Uh, can't remember his name, but uh, their guards were shooting it like crazy. And so, with that being said, man, um, you can't ask for a better championship. And that was a great game. That was a great game. San, there, there's nothing that San Diego State could have done, but they were hanging their hat on defense all year long. I think they were number one in the nation that that gave opponents 55 points a game. Or fifty six. I know UNT was second, in which they their opponents were were scoring at least fifty five points a game, so they were second. San Diego State was first, and that's why they were in the final four because defense. You, you got guys staying there, fit for six year. That sacrifice, and that it takes one team to commit to the defense to end. I mean, you can't say you can't say anything about it. I mean, they that I mean, you know, they coach, you know, coach San Diego State did a did a did a good job. It's just it was just UConn's time. It was their fifth time to win here in Texas. I mean, they were in Houston, so uh, we can't discredit Dan Hurley. Congrats to him, and also. Also, don't ever discredit Kevin Ollie and Jim Cowell, especially Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie. Led them to won a championship at UConn. We can't discredit that. I mean, we'll we'll give praise to Jim Calhoun, but don't discredit Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie did it. He and he did it in a four year and in a three year span. Well, UConn did not win it in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. He won in twenty fourteen. He did that. So, you know, we can't we can't discredit that. So all in all. Uh, before I get to my UNT take, all in all, this was a great tournament on both sides. 
you got teams we have never heard of that made it, FAU and San Diego State, Miami, and UConn. I mean, we who 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 would have voted UConn to get there? Who would have voted FAU? FAU plays in our conference. They beat Tennessee and Kansas State to get to where we need to go. FAU now is on the map. They are on the map. They can't be disrespected. Coming off a conference that is so, that is a fourteen conference where FAU, North Texas, UAB, and you can even throw Rice in there. You can throw it in there. Conference USA is the best conference. We went nineteen and three in that con and all the postseason tournaments. You got Charlotte winning the CBI. This is a great conference that people have never heard of. People didn't even take an interest of during the season. They were all Big Twelve. They were all SEC. You know, they were all ACC. They were looking for Duke and North Carolina. The game has changed in college basketball, and I love it. Finally, we don't have to focus on Duke. Finally, we don't have to focus on Kentucky. We don't even have to focus on North Carolina. They're all, even Kansas, they're all good basketball schools. But at the end of the day, we need some change. At the end of the day, there's no star, on, there's no star to your name. I mean, you'd say, well, you, there's a four or five star, but yet you got dogs out there. You got guys that we have never heard of. I didn't even, I didn't even hear a San Diego say, I don't even know who's our leading scorer. I barely know New Yukon. I barely know Miami. I didn't know FAU had it in them. I watched them because I watched the conference USA tournament. They were in the, um, they were in the, they're in the same conference as North Texas. I know who I know who FAU was. So, I mean, this is this is a great comment. What a way to end it! What a way to for Charlotte to win the the, the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational, and what a way to, for FAU to get to the Final Four. And now they're, I think they're moving to another conference. I think they're moving to another conference. I think so. Along with North Texas. Now I know North Texas is moving to the American. But for North Texas to win at NIT, they go against Wisconsin and, and, and um, UAB, especially uh, UAB is the same conference as us. We beat them three out of the four times this year. That's saying something. I don't know what other team could come around and match that. I don't know. I just wish we had more basketball like this. Like I said, the transfer portal is attractive. It is attractive. It is just, it's like the best feeling in the world because you can find players who, who played on lesser teams. You can find players who, who did not play in the NCAA tournament, who or who who played in the NIT, who played in CBI, you can find them who averaged twenty points a game, who averaged twenty five, or better yet, fourteen points a game, and they can it can immediately add to your team, and they can provide value to get to the NCAA tournament or provide value for their brand for for the NIL deal that they're on right now. 
So, we don't even know if UConn can repeat. We don't even know if LSU can repeat. It's tough to tell because it's a long season. It's a long off season. It's long. Like all those makers will say, okay, LSU can repeat or South Carolina can come back or UConn and women's basketball can come back to be what it's supposed to be. But yet it's like the game has changed, guys and, and, and ladies. The game has changed for the better. If finally we don't have solid teams, we don't, we have teams that can separate. They can say, you know what? We can play on our own team. We can have our own brand and whatever happens, happens. And I'm here for it. Now, let me get to my North Texas and I, and I'm celebrating. I'm wearing green because of North Texas. Um, so, I'm celebrating it today and forever <laughs> because North Texas won the NIT. And they did it. They did it just was there was was the guys that they have. They were dogs. Like I said, they were dogs. They were hungry. I mean, the, the day they didn't make the NCAA tournament is the day I said, okay, this team is hungry. They're hungry because they they were supposed to be there, and who and who knows what would have happened. Maybe they go to the Final Four like FAU does, or it did. So who knows? But they were in IT, and I thought they would never do it. I thought they would never beat Wisconsin. I thought, I definitely thought they would never beat UAB again. But they did. Sixty-eight to sixty-one was the score. Jelly Walker had 21 points. Of course, he's going to get his. That's why I said in my in, in my preview, he's going to get his. But UNC said no, not today. You, we're going to shut you down. They made the guy. They made everyone produce. It was it, it outside of Jelly Walker. No one else couldn't do anything. Like I mentioned in my in my scouting report on TikTok, I said we got to make Jelly Walker get the ball off his hands. And make other guys get involved because other guys, those other guys were not getting involved. As you see, they struggled to get involved. Mildly. But Kai Husberry had 21 points and Tyler Perry, who was the MVP of the tournament, had 20. Now, this man, Walker, had 30 points. He had 30 plus points against us. We held that. We shut that down. Then you, Cisco uh, Seiko, I can't pronounce his name. He, when he got into the starting lineup, I thought, okay, well, this is just going to be a guy filling filling up, uh, filling up, filling a hole. But when he got there, it's like, man, he made some plays on on the defensive end. It doesn't show on the stat on the stat sheet, but he made some plays on offense when he when when his name was called upon. I mean, he made a lot of plays. He did that, and now, hey, he has a job. He has a job in the college basketball as being the starter for this upcoming season. 
and now UAB and UAB shot thirty six percent, and that's how defense wins. They always say defense wins championship, right? Well, obviously defense won championship in this game, and that's why North Texas celebrate as NIT champs, as they should. But Grant McCaslin after the game, um, I didn't really see the report, but I saw it the next day that he took the tech the Texas Tech job, and more power to him. He put UNT back on the map in a basketball way. I played basketball at UNT, and it was nowhere close to this. It was nowhere close to that. UNT, I mean, we, we when we were there, we put UNT back. We, we, we had them on the map, okay? When I left there, it struggled for a little bit. It struggled for five or six, six years. When Grant came in, he changed it all. When you win the CBI in 2018, your first year, I think, you're saying something. You're pretty, you're pretty North Texas on the map. And then you win the NIT. Then you go on before the NIT. You win, you beat Purdue in the, in the instance of a tournament. And then even before that, you win the, the, the three conference titles in your conference. Basketball is back at UNT, everyone, on the miss side. And I'm here for it. I love it. We have never seen fans get excited at UNT for basketball before. I'm pretty sure when this wears off, they'll get excited for football again because we got a new head coach. We don't know what type of excitement he's going to bring. But we know Grant. We knew him from day one. He was going to bring that smoke. And he did. For seven seasons. He did that. He didn't have to be here long. He didn't have to make the sacrifices he made. But he made them. The reason why he went to Tech because he has a history with them. He doesn't have a history with K-State. The job that won, that, that that was before Jerome Tang. These coaches want history with their programs. They just can't go there just because of a name. He, won, he went there because he has history with tech. And so I commend it. I, I give him a salute to Grant. I just wish he was on this podcast, but I mean, maybe we can still get along, but we got we to gotta go through some holes. We got to go do some gatekeepers. We got to go do some people making excuses. It's, it's a lot. So, but I have not given up that. I have not given up that yet right i've not given up that yet so but back to this game um he leaves here um and now ross hodge who by the way there is a press conference tomorrow that i got advice i think i'm going to i'm going to watch it i'm going to watch it online when, when uh videos available i'm going to watch it online and i'm going to give you my takes on it because this is going to be interesting of what the transition is going to be at North Texas. Uh, it's going to be a hard transition. Because you got players like Abul Uzma who who missed the NIT. Well, no, sorry. He left after the uh, the San, San Sam Houston State game to tend to a, a personal reason. And then now he's transferring. God knows what school he's going to go to. I wish him well. 
Another player that I expected to, to not see leave is Tyler Perry. And I want to read you his quote, and I'm, and I'm going off my phone here. Bear with me. I'm going off my phone here. Oh, it changed. Hold on. I'm going off my phone here saying that, you know, he left. He left for a better opportunity because not only he's an NBA prospect, but if that doesn't work, but if he saw that he's going to be out, um, out of his, uh, out, I'm sorry, out of the draft, of the draft ding that they're predicting, then just stay, just stay another year in college. Maybe go to a university that you say, you know what, maybe I can, um, Go to a college that, that gets me to the end of the tournament. Not only get there, not, but to expand my brand. Expand who Tyler Perry is. Not the movie star, but the basketball player. But I want to read you his quote. It says, thank you. And I'm quoting. Air quotes. Dear UNT, these last two years have been nothing but... Nothing but remarkable the way you embrace me and my family. I am forget forever indebted. Coach Mack, Coach Hodge, Reem, Maddie B, AC, Shaw, LaCour, Clay, and the rest of the crew from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you for taking a chance that 511 stubby kid out of coffee, coffeeville from Fort Coffee, Oklahoma. Thank you for believing. Before I believe in myself, thank you for pushing me to the limits. I never thought, never thought to exceed. And most of all, thank you for helping me for become a better man. To my teammates these past few years, my dogs, for life, for y'all know we tie like a knot. I appreciate every single one of y'all for making the pos- this possible. Y'all have made my journey so easy, and I'm forever thankful. Two chips in two years. Two chips in two years. I we forever in the history books, and they can't ever take it away. I love y'all boys, and I'll see you on the other side. Unt never a goodbye, but until I see you again, was that friend? I want to announce that I'm entering my name to the 2023 NBA draft while I'm retaining my eligibility, and I will be entering the transfer portal. Anything is possible. Was God hashtag. Five times. Okay. End quote. So that that was a little tough. A little tough. A uh, little tough on my UNT alumni like myself. Uh, Tyler Perry has sacrificed. He could have gone to any other college. He could have quit basketball like he said he would have. But they t- gave him a chance. They gave him a chance to grow, and he did it. He grew. Uh, there, there, there has never been another another player like Perry that I ever seen, and I played with, and I played with. He doesn't even remind me of Josh White. He doesn't remind. He does not remind me of Josh White, because both of those players have different games. Josh White has a game where he can get to the lane, but Tyler Perry is just a shot creator. Josh White couldn't make, couldn't create his shots. Josh White loved to get into the lane and create his own shots in the lane versus Tyler Perry loved to create it outside of it. And sometimes, sometimes he'll, he'll get you on, on the mid range too. And so, uh, 
uh, it was tough to hear. It, it was tough to see. It was, you know, it was tough to hear that quote. But I'm also proud of Tyler Perry for the becoming a leader that he's become. We don't see leaders like that involved. We see leaders expand their 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 leadership amongst their guys, have a passion for the guys, love the guys like brothers for life, man. That that is a brotherhood at UNT. They teach you that at UNT. And now he's saying the NBA draft. Now my problem is if it's the second round, which most people are not predicting, that I don't know, Tyler. I don't know if you want to go. I think, I think your game involves in the first round. I I looked at the first round yesterday, yesterday, and I said, "There's no way. There's no way you shouldn't be in the top twenty at best, or even the top thirty. You should be drafted in the first round. That's how good you are, Tyler Perry." The NBA is a point guard league. And if you're not creating shots for others, then you, it's not going to work out in the NBA. Which I'm going to talk about in my next segment. But but I will say, for you, Tyler Perry, no disrespect to UNT. I think, I think it's going to be a new team next year. And that's the only transfers I've seen online. Maybe there'll be more, but they'll add players. Ross Hodge will add players to his team. It's going to be tough seeing players go in and out, in and out, and go to different schools to expand not only their brand, but their game itself, like I've been saying. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough for Tyler Perry to find a school that he is indebted to, a school that can expand his brand, and a school that that says, you know, we're going to the NCAA tournament in 2024. That that is important because people know you. People didn't know Angel Reese till this tournament. People didn't know a, a, a Domino's... Sonego, Dan Hurley to this tournament started. That's how much you want to get there. People didn't even know FAU. Heck, FAU, you know, I know where that is. That is not even that even not even Miami. That is near the beach in Florida. Some type of beach. I don't know where that I, I knew I know I've been there, but I never seen it like that. Well actually F F I U is the beach. F I U is near the beach. F I U is not. So F A U has their own type of deal. But we didn't even know what F A U is, and now people are talking about F A U North Texas, and now the whole conference USA tournament. They want to know where these schools coming from, and Tyler Perry has put his name on the map. He can put he can expand his name by going to college one more year. And the hopes of being drafted in the NBA and having a successful career in the NBA, which I'll follow because he's just that, that type of dude. He remind, he almost reminds me of Dame Lillard, but Dame Lillard is more physical than Perry is. When, when you're trying to go against the trees, Dame, I, I always choose Dame over 
Perry, but as far as creating a shot, I would choose Perry over Dame any time because Tyler Perry creates his shots from the outside. Even though Dame Lillard does the same thing, I think Dame Lillard does it inside and out. And that's why I admire his Dame's game, Dame's game than Perry's game. And no disrespect to Perry, I, I feel he's a great player. But, but Dame Lillard is that dude. But I wish Tyler Perry well. And I hope that um, whatever college she goes to, or if it's the NBA, then let's do it. Let's go. As far as a bull goes, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like when it's personal, it's personal. But then again, I wish him well. I wish she goes out there and expands his brand as well. I hope that for anybody else that wants to transfer um, out of their school or stay there for another year, I hope it's worth the risk. I just hope. Now, that's my spill at UNT. But let's get to the NBA side on this other side. Coming up next, let's talk about these Mavericks, man. And I'm going to explain to you the difference between Kyrie and and Luca's game and why this Mavericks team is. It, 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 why did I see a report that this Mavericks team is considering sitting Kyrie and Luca? And I'm, t- I'm going to tell you reasons why that cannot happen. It's up next. It's Beyond the Game on Fishbowl Radio. Hi, this is your host, Pastor Clemens of the God's Warrior Show, broadcasting live each week on Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Now log on to hear feel-good gospel music, inspiration words, and exciting guest interviews. Be sure to log on to God's Warrior Show on Fishbowl Radio Network every Saturday to receive the blessing that you've been waiting for. On Fishbowl Radio Network, jump in. Podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880. 817-633-4880 and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at letstalkrelationships.org, or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org. And remember, you can't heal if you refuse to deal. 
If doctors told us that we'd made a breakthrough on COVID-19, we would rejoice. We'd feel hope that we could live our lives again, get back to work, back to doing what we want. Well, masks are a ticket to that freedom. We can help protect others and save lives by covering our noses and mouths, which is how the virus mainly spreads. Until there's a vaccine, grab the breakthrough that's already here. When we're out, it's masks on. A message to help keep you safe. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Radio Network. FBRN.US. Jump in. Murder on the beach, so it's not nice. I'm on the beach. Sand in your feet. She only for me. I just brought special sand to the beach. Say you see. Look that way. I need all your energy. Fuck on the beach.
Thank you all so much for joining us this evening for our Stressed and Sexy Support Group. Oh, it's so nice to see new faces. When we last met, I asked you guys to prepare a poem that compares something that makes you feel stressed to something that makes you feel sexy. Lizzo, would you honor us by being the first? Welcome back to the Beyond the Game podcast. This is Jamie again. 
<laughs> so, all right, we are we're this is this is this is serious. All right, so the Mavericks are in deep trouble, everyone. And I say they're in deep trouble because they they are they have won one game in their last eight games. One. This team plays Charlotte twice, lost twice. They beat the Pacers. They lose to Philly. They lose to Miami, and they lost and they lose to Atlanta. Now, you can say all those games were close. Yes, they were close. All of them were close. Except for the one in Indiana, they blew them out and they, they won that game and all, and all that nonsense. You beat an Indiana team that doesn't have their players and not playing anyone, you know, at the end of the season, they, they have no chance of making the play in tournament. And that's what happens. Kind of like Portland. Portland doesn't have anything to play for. And now they're eliminated. They sit, they sit, Dame Litter. I have a question. So I wonder how those conversations go. I wonder if I'm a Dame Lillard. I gave everything I get, I, I have on this basketball team all season long and to sit, to sit at the end of the season when your team is not in it. I'm like, man, what do I do if I'm Dame Lillard? If it were me, I'm like, coach, I'm going to play these last three games. I'm sorry. I gave this team heart and soul. It's too bad that these young players don't care. They don't care, coach. I'm Dame Lillard. I will play the last three games. And then whatever happens in the offseason happens in the offseason. And then they always say, why can't Dame Lillard request a trade? Because he's committed. We don't have committed players. It's easy enough to give up on your teammates. That's giving up. That's why Brooklyn doesn't have a title. Cause all three of them say, you know what? If, if, if I'm giving Brooklyn all I have, but I'm not getting, getting any, anything in return, I'm done. I'm leaving the team. James Harden left because James Harden said, you know what? Is this is not about me anymore. I'm not having fun anymore. That's why he left for Philly. When Kyrie, for example, the Nets didn't have his full-on support. The Nets said, you know, we're going to suspend you. You know what? We're going to keep you out of games. Kyrie didn't have to miss those games. Now you go to Dallas. He said, I had enough. Okay, well, KD says, you know, if Kyrie James are gone and we're not building anything, I'm gone too. That's why he's in Phoenix. It doesn't work out like that, everyone. It does not. Players have personalities. They have egos that don't match. You got to match. It doesn't happen like that. That's why Brooklyn's failing right now. I mean, they're they're on the bounce back, but you could have had a championship. You could have. But let me go back to this Mavericks take. Um, it's not looking good, everyone. The Mavericks will not make the postseason, like I said. I didn't even say this before the season. I said the Mavericks are going to be a team that I'm interested to watch. I'm interested to see what happens because they made the West Conference Finals last year. You're telling me that this team made the, the same team, had no injuries, 
barely had the injury. Everybody had serious injuries, but this team did not. This team was basically healthy all year. I mean, they had they missed one player massively. Listen, you you can replace that with JaVale McGee uh, and and Dwight Powell. You can replace that those minutes. But when you when you have a team that made the West Conference Finals, where, 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 where they were within minutes of winning Game Five, and probably winning Game Six if they took Game Five, then now you don't make the postseason. Now you're saying, okay, you know what? How do you go from that to not even making the postseason? Now you're going to be in the top ten in the draft pick. And now you have to get someone to be on this team. You have everything filled. You don't need players. You don't need them. You have every, you have a point guard, you have a shooting, you have every, you fill the roster, you have everybody there. It's just gotta find what works. That's what you call rotation. What works? In in the Atlanta game, when you put Christian Wood and JaVale McGee in the second half, you went on 15-3 run, 15-3 run. It worked. Jason Kidd stayed with that. Atlanta was making shots. DeJounte was making shots. Clint Cabello was, was receiving alley-oops from Trey Young. That team, Atlanta, is incomplete. That team does not know where they're going. That's why they're on, on a downward spiral. DeJounte plays one way, uh, and, and, and Trey Young wants to shoot threes from out of space all game Long. It's annoying to watch. It's annoying. And it disrespects the game. Cause everybody in their, in their mind is doing it. Every young child <clears throat> is doing it. When they first take a shot, I, I, they don't even go inside and, and, and make their first shot. Then you extend it to the outside. That's why I like, uh, college players work on their game because they started on the inside and then if they wanted to expand their game, they work on the mid-range and then three-pointers, hey, it's working. Now, all jackasses that want to play basketball are shooting the ball from half court when they first step on the court. They look at that half-court line. They look at the three-point line. It's an air ball all the time. It doesn't work like that. You work on your game like the college players do. The reason why Atlanta is failing because you got players that can't match. Trey Young doesn't even know where he's going. He can't get to the rim. The Jante can. The Jante doesn't want to shoot from outside. He says, I want to shoot from mid-range jump shots. Outside of that, they don't have anybody else. John Collins wants to catch an alley and dunk on your head. All game long. Quinn Sliner. This is why, I, this is why it blows my mind that we hire coaches mid season. Why can't you just hire them in the off season? That's why the off season is there for. And this is why it will never work out in Atlanta and definitely in Minnesota because Minnesota was the first time, first team that started that crap. And now you see where they're going at. So that's my little spiel about that. But to back to this Maverick stuff. Okay, I'm not even a fan of this team. And I don't know why this team has decided to not let me comment on their page. 
But that's a different story. I will address that with the Mavericks. But with this sake, I'm, I'm saying to myself, this team is failing. This team is a failure. Kyrie and Luka, it does not work out. And I'm going to explain to you why. I'm going to explain to you the difference between those two games, their games, and how it's not going to work out. But the whole entire Maris game, let's look at the next three games. They got Sacramento, they got Chicago, and they got the Spurs. And by the way, I might, I might be, I might go to, I might, I might. The Spurs are my favorite team. They, they, we, listen, we have not, they have not had expectations. I mean, I like the fact that we won the other night. Our expectations are, are off the charts. They're off the charts. I, I mean, I want to give a, I want to give a huge shout out to Greg Popovich for making the Hall of Fame and Becky Hammond, Tony Parker. I mean, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not coming back on this court. Well, well, actually, Pop, Pop, I don't know if he's going to coach one more year or not. I don't know. But I know for a fact that the Spurs are playing in Dallas on Sunday. I might go. We'll see. I might. I don't know. But that's the three games you have. That's the three. Now, you got to have a miracle. Now you fight. It It doesn't even matter about the playing, the, the seven and eight spot. What matters now is the nine and ten. Can you get in? Can you get in those spots now? Because you got to have OKC lose. You got to have Minnesota lose as well. I mean, if you lose one more, I think you're out of it. And then now they're talking about sitting Kyrie and Luka. And I'm like, why? Kyrie just got there. It won't be his fault. I blame Luca and Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd can't get his right, can't get it right by his rotations, by his lazy ass coaching. He can't coach by sitting down. The organization does not care about bringing players in, quality players in. You know Tim Hardaway Jr. had 30 points, and now he plays less than 20 minutes the next game. You're fighting for a playoff spot. Why are you sitting, guys? Well, he actually played, but why are you? He scored 30 points against Miami, a game that we lost. Well, actually, I'm not a Mavs fan, but I know this team. I know this team. I can't stand it. I can't. You go from playing 30, 30 plus minutes against Miami, and now you, you it's a, against Atlanta, it's less than 20. That ruins the guy's confidence. When you need it the most, Jason Kidd's always going to fail you. Look at the failures in Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Look at that. And now look at Milwaukee now. Look at Brooklyn now. In the next few years, Brooklyn will be up here. Milwaukee's already up here. Just got to get rid of Jason Kidd, and that was it. They won championship without him. You got to understand as Marisman, you got to look at Jason Kidd's history as a coach. Don't look at his history as a player. He was a fabulous player. But as a coach... 
this is no, he's a failure as a coach. And I'm not going to sit here and stand by Mavericks fan that said you want the fire coach fired in his second year. Because the Mavericks are not going to do that. They're definitely not going to do that. What they're going to do is let Jason Kidd coach. I mean, they may get rid of some some of the guys on the assistant coaching side, and they'll they'll get rid of that. But they're going to allow Jason Kidd to coach and allow him to fail again, like this season, again. Like, how do you go from Western Conference Finals to now not even make the playoffs, and now you're, you're, you're drafting in the top ten again? Let me ask you this. Are you going to find Jalen Brunson's Jalen Brunson's replace, replacement? Are you going to find his replacement? Because it's definitely not in the draft. Could be a free agency. We'll see. Actually, you already found it. Jaden Hardy. He can't even get on the court because he was a rookie. You want him to be a three-point shooter. He can't not be a three-point shooter. He can only do what Jalen Hardy Hardy can do. He is a he is a player that can make plays. Shot creation. It's unfortunate that that they don't have he he doesn't have minutes on this on this team. He does not have it. Now you're gonna play guys that are you're gonna play a Reggie Bullock. You're gonna play. Tim Hardaway Jr., you're, you're going to play Luka. I mean, you play Luka, but I don't know about Reggie Bullock. I, I definitely don't know about Josh Green. Where Where is his ceiling at? Where does Josh Green fit in your rotation? Josh Green makes plays. He's a great player. He can do things. But where does he fit? Is he a full-time starter, or is he, is, is he a guy that just comes off the bench? Jalen Brunson said, you know what? I don't want to come off the bench. I want to start. And look at him now. Almost averaging 30 points a game in his last five five or six games. Taking control of that Knicks franchise. And look at him now. All he had to do is sign a contract and play ball. And be around one of the best coaches in the league. That preaches defense, which the Mavericks are lacking defensively. The Mavericks don't play defense at all. That's why you see these lower-level teams like Miami and uh, Atlanta score 130 and 129, respectively. And Miami only, uh, almost had 130 points. Well, actually, they did have a, a, a well, they had 129, but you can say 130. Anytime you score 130 points in the NBA, it's great, but defensively, it's horrible. You shouldn't give a team like that. 120, 130 points basically in those two games. I'm not giving these, these Mavericks teams, uh, this Mavericks season a pass. I'm not giving that. Y'all were in the West Conference Finals last year. Last year. Luka was there. Kyrie was not. Dwight Powell was there. Jason Kidd was there. But now you're not making the postseason. And now, if Utah wins tonight or if they're playing tonight, they're going to leapfrog you. And now you're in the 12th spot. And now you got to, it's a a game against Sacramento. Heck, you can be out of it tonight. You can be out of it tonight. 
And now it goes to my conversation to say this team wants to rest Luca and Kyrie. I saw that report last night and I said, why? This is not going to look good for the last three games. If, if we're out of it by tomorrow, by, by tonight, and if, if we sit Luca and Kyrie, I, I wonder how that conversation is going to go. I wonder how that's going to go. This is going to be the fault of the GM and the fault of the coach. And I, I could put some blame on Luca too. He deserves the blame too, as well. Those three guys, Nico, Jason Kidd, and Luca. Those three guys are the blame. They're to the blame because GM did not get, did not, did not scout players correctly. Number two, Jason Kidd can't get his rotation roles, uh, can't get his rotation, uh, fulfilled. Number three, Luca, because of, because of his complaints of the rest and not playing the game of basketball. He'll give you dirty every night, but he'll give you technical fouls as well. Cost you a game, cost you that point that y'all need, that team needs. Just play ball. Just play ball and not making the right plays. Not holding guys accountable. LeBron holds the guys accountable. That's why you see the success in, in the Lakers. It took... LeBron to get hurt for the Lakers to turn shit around. And they did. And now they're within one game of not only the sixth spot, they're within one game of the fifth spot. Who would have known? Coming back from the dead, they started 13th. And now they're fighting for two spots. Actually, one. They could be there within the next day or two. And now, actually, you need to be there because you can give LeBron and others rest. Actually, LeBron, that's three additional days. Well, actually, that's five additional days of rest for LeBron. And now everyone's going to be talking about LeBron this, LeBron that. Now you don't have to play in the play in LeBron. That's your wish. Your wish is, your wish is fulfilled. You don't have to play in the play in. If if something were to happen tonight or the next day or two, so. But with that being said, I mean this this for the for the Mavericks has been a failure of the season. I don't, I, I want to bring someone on to talk about it, and I want to make that I want to make it happen though. But like I said, we talked about it. Um, the rotation we, we we talked about JaVel McGee and Christian Wood, especially JaVel not get, getting on the court. Anytime he's on the court, he makes an impact. Offensively, he has. We can't trust Christian Wood on on the defensive end, but maybe we can we can ask for trust to JaVel. JaVel has been there, he's won a championship. I mean, he, he, he I, I just don't know why you sit him for these amount of games. Due to the Due to the to the, the to due, due to what Atlanta was throwing out there, they were throwing a lot of small small lineups out there. The biggest lineup they had out there was Clint Capella. I think that's the tallest player on their team right now. Uh, that's who they were throwing out out there, and that's why 
the Mavericks tried to match it, but you can't match it. That's why I keep saying you can't match the, uh, what the other team is going to throw out there. You can't. Good luck trying to match it. Good luck. But, like I said, it's been a failure this season. If you sit those guys, everybody's down. Everybody in the Mavericks organization and it, who are diehard Mavericks fans are going to throw a fit if you sit out. If you can't make the postseason, what else do you have to live? You'll win a couple of games, but you can't. But when you, when it happens the most, when it happens the most, that's what you needed. And I expect the the attendance will go down. If you did Kyrie and, and Luca the next three games, whatever that may be, if it's tomorrow night or if it's Chicago against the Spurs, this attendance will go down. And people will find something else to cheer on. Maybe you cheer on the Rangers. But it's a long season. You can't cheer on for that. Well, actually, you can if you're a diehard Rangers fan. Rangers fan. But I do want you to cheer for the Dallas Wings. They're going to make it. It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild because we lost a bunch of players. But Enrique's there. Um, they got a new coach. This is going to be a rebuild season. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. But but it sure looks like it when you bring new players in. But, uh, but yeah, it's a failure season, y'all. And let me explain the difference between Kyrie and Luca's game. Kyrie wants to create play. Uh, Kyrie wants to jewel around the. This is why. This is why. First things first. This is why I call this beyond the game for a reason. Because I can go in there and I examine each other's game like no other. <laughs> Let's talk about Kyrie first. Despite the outside noise, Kyrie is a one hell of a ball player. I'm not going to put blame on on him. He definitely never should have been suspended, first of all. Second of all, when he came to this Mavericks team, he never thought that he was going to be playing for 11th place or even the 12th place I, or even being out of the playoffs as a whole. So, was that... Um, Kyrie loves to dribble around the basketball and create his own shot. If he's not creating his own shot, he gets others involved. He'll set players out like a JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, a Reggie Bullock, or a Tim Hardaway Jr. Kyrie knows his knows his players. Being the point guard, he brings the ball up, doesn't have to play second fiddle. I think this Mavericks team go somewhere versus Luca. Luca brings the ball up. Luca is a turnover or it is or it or is a basket. I'm now I'm not disrespecting Luca's game. Luca's got a great game. He is a fabulous player. And one one of these days he'll win MVP. One of these days. It's not gonna be this year. But Luca can give you a basket anytime you want. Whether it's outside or inside he doesn't set up his teammates that well because the ball, he turns the ball over a lot. He does too much. Way too much. And that's why the game himself, the game that Luca has, 
is not going to fit the Mavericks mold this this year. It fit last year because you had you had you you had the same guys, but whatever Jason Kidd was throwing out last year, it didn't work this year. He tried to work it this year, but then again, you had I don't know, man. This is not a player personnel thing. It's just I just don't know. This team was not hurt all year. They had they had injuries. I mean, the bottom the bottom team, the teams that that are not making the postseason they had injuries. Even even the teams up top like Memphis who had John Morant out and now Stephen Adams are still out. I mean, they're still number two. It's just that the job was just an upgrade. I mean, Phoenix had injuries too, but Phoenix now they're they're sitting comfortably in the four spot. It's just it's just this team didn't have injuries. Sacramento didn't have injury injuries, and they're they're in the third seed. Sacramento had to play a different way. They had to change their game. That's the reason why they're in the third spot. They had to play, they're not playing defense at all. They'll never play defense, but their offense is next to none. They'll play offense, but they won't play defense at all. But it, it, it's kind of, I don't know what happened. I, it, this is not, like I said, it's not a player. Pre- it's just players not coming together. And that's why I blame Luca because not only for the arguments with the, with the officials, you're not going to win that argument nine times out of ten. Your game is lacking, Luca. Your game is almost like you've given up. It's almost like 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 you like you just don't care anymore. And I hate to say that because he he's a generational talent. He's the one that, that everyone's mimicking on their games as far as a step back, you know, jump shot, the step back three and all that stuff. It's not even Steph Curry shoots everything from half court. That's where everybody's trying to mimic their game from. If I told someone at the gym, I see this all the time. When I play basketball, when I tell someone you can't make that shot from half court, they'll get mad at me. They'll call me an idiot. They'll call you every, every, everything out of the book. They'll start an argument with me. And I'm like, no, you can't start an argument with me because it's true. You're not Steph Curry. You're definitely not a Luka Doncic. You're just an average Joe. I don't even shoot those shots. I don't shoot from half court. I shoot from inside. I'm, a, I'm an old school player. I shoot. I, that's where I started. Anybody that knows me that's played ball with me knows that I, I started down low and I stay down low. I've added a mid-range shot. Like these mother, motherfuckers, they don't even add a mid Don't even add a game. I get mad because I'm passionate about the game. But back to Luca. <sighs> Luca, look, look, I'm not saying he's a failure. I'm saying that, I'm saying that he doesn't care anymore. If he cared, then, then you wouldn't be arguing with the officials on every single call that you get hit. You can get hit. You, someone could just give you a slap on the shoulder and he, he, you're looking for a foul from the ref. You just gotta get back on defense and play defense. Kyrie, Kyrie doesn't do that. My only issue with Kyrie is it was is was the fans like Kyrie, and this is why the NBA needs to be needs to protect their players and needs to stand by their players' side. And the reason why I say that is because 
a player named Anthony Rendon, who plays for the Los Angeles Angels of of MLB, got suspended for not only yeah he got suspended for basically confronting a fan. He got suspended four games for that. And I'm saying MLB needs to protect their players at all costs because they know this type of thing is going to happen. It's not going to be Anthony Rendon happening to it. It's that it's going to be happening to other any other players. It happened to to Tim Anderson. It's going to happen to every player in this league, in any league that you play in. Some idiot is going to talk. Going to talk some garbage. It's going to say some things, and you're going to be at fault for it. That's what these leagues don't understand. And that's what Kyrie does not understand at all. Well, actually he does. But you can't worry about that during the game. You're fighting for your playoff lives. Those guys have nothing going on from themselves. They can be an average show. They can be unemployed. They can do whatever they want. But the NBA security needs to beef it up. They have nine or ten guys or even more guys in that arena. Every NBA arena. They have more in football. They should definitely add more in baseball. I'm like, man, you know, I already talked about the, the, the security, but if it's interrupt, it shouldn't interrupt your game for that matter. You, you should be worried about the team first before a fan because that fan can go home and that fan may ne- never go to a game again. Just like the ace fan, I hope he he I I hope he never goes to a game ever again. That ace fan that confronted Anthony Rendon, I hope he never goes to a game again. If Anthony Rendon gets suspended for four games, that fan should never be back to uh, to that arena ever again. It's almost like you could have done some damage, Anthony. If the MLB is not going to protect you, and I don't preach violence on this show, but get your say in. Protect your assets. Kyrie, at the same time, I'm saying to you, if the NBA, listen, if the NBA is not going to take care of it, you take matters in your own hands. Or have a security. There's a security at every NBA uh, team that carries. Let that NBA security take care of that. You focus on your game. You are a generational talent. We know you're not going to be on the team next year. We know that for sure. And I don't like when players sit out. Well, well, actually, a team forces a player to sit out. I don't like that at all. I ne- I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of players finishing the season strong. And that's why this Mavericks team is not going to finish against season strong because he had three home games and whatever's left is whatever's left. You know, you got to have a miracle in this. <sighs> you got to have a miracle at this point, at some point. You know, the, the excitement in Texas is gone. Uh, I think Taylor Swift took that away. <laughs> you know she didn't. She, I mean, hopefully we'll go to a concert next. 
Um, I mean, I think honestly, that's that's the last major concert here, the major event here, and we gotta wait. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll invest in hockey. Maybe I don't know. I don't invest in hockey because I don't know hockey stuff. But if the stars win, we'll give major praise to the stars if they win a championship. If they win a championship, I'm not saying that. Um, saying that. Uh, that I, I, that if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, that's fine. But if they win a championship, we'll give some praise to them. Considering the fact of the area we live in, we'll give praise. May, if the Rangers win, and if they win, if they're on the winning, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a later episode. Once we get through the NBA, once we're deep, we're deep into the NBA playoffs, and we'll uh, we'll get through the draft in the NFL draft as well. Then um, we'll definitely talk about the Rangers. Let's not think that this is just a basketball and football show. We'll definitely talk about baseball as well. In my eyes, that I see. So, but here's what needs to happen. So that's the difference between Kyrie and Lucas' game. It's no, it's different. It's different. Neither of them is not willing to sacrifice. Like I said in a February episode, you got to sacrifice your game to make sure that this team is good enough to win. That's what the market is not thinking. Sacrifice. College players, for example, sacrifice going to the draft to stay in another year at the respectable colleges. That's why the game is nice. College players could have gone anywhere they got it. They could have said, you know what? I'm going to go overseas for a year and expand and expand my game overseas and then get to the league. Okay, fine. Go there, fine. Great. We hope you make it out. But I don't I like when teams tank. And this is what it's going to be. Is it going to work? No, it's not because you're asking a rookie to take control of your team. It's going to take a long time. It take Luca what two to three years to put a name on his map. And he last this last year he got the Mavericks out of the first round for the first time. Rick Carlisle couldn't do it. That's why he got the boot. Jason Kidd did it last year, and now you're asking us to go to the postseason. Jason Kidd can't do that. Look at his coaching resume. You got to understand his coaching resume. Uh, and I tell fans, you got to understand their play, their resume. Their resume may change, but Jason Kidd has not changed his resume at all. I didn't vote for him to coach his, coach his basketball team, but it doesn't fit his style. I wanted, I wanted the, or the Orlando coach to coach his team because he knows players. He gets the respect of those players. He definitely won't be <laughs> uh, 20 games under 500 like he is in Orlando. Are they? Let me check. They're 10 games under 500. Actually, they're still in the... No, they're not. Huh, they're tied. Why is it that Washington and Orlando are tied? Well, then I think Orlando's out of it. But they haven't put the elimination out of it. But... But no, I wouldn't be ten games. But they wouldn't be ten games on the five hundred because Mosley knows the players. 
I think he would have done a better job than Rick Carlisle did would have done. And Jason Kidd combined. But this Maverick season ain't going anywhere. Maybe we'll have an end of Maverick season show that will pinpoint the um pinpoint uh the uh pinpoint the uh the the pros and cons of why the season did not work out the way it should have. I mean, I'm I mean if I'm a Maverick fan out there, I'm a Spurs fan. My blood has been boiling since they since since February. And that's the time we were out of it. My blood, blood, my blood is still blowing, blowing, boiling to the point where I don't even talk about it anymore. I don't talk about the Spurs anymore. Not this season. Maybe next season I will. And maybe I'll have a, I'll, maybe I will have a Spurs and Maris pros and cons next week on this show. And now, but we just got to see what happens. If the Maris, Miracle, make the postseason. We'll talk about it. If not, then I'll give you my pros and cons for the Mavericks and the Spurs in my eyes. Then I'll give you my um, my takes on the tournament, my uh, scouting report on the play-in tournament right here on this show. So firsthand, I'll give you my takes on the, uh, the scouting report on the play-in tournament what needs to happen, what to expect, what, what is expected to happen, and all the nine yards. You'll get that first hand this show next week. And plus, maybe a playoff play- preview as well. But one more announcement that I believe. Uh, guys, so the owner of this building, actually the owner of this radio station, is trying to give me a guess. I've been trying to blow her off for a long time. I said, no, let me not get it. Let me not. Let me do this my way. Obviously, my way has not worked. (laughs) For those out there. That's the real me. If I'm out, someone there, that's me doing that. That, I'm not not no scammer. That's me doing that. That's me saying, can you please come on this show? Let's have a conversation. I have questions for you. But nonetheless, I'm still going to do that. That's me. But nonetheless, the owner of the radio station, shout out to Sammy G. She's going to give me a guess. I don't know it's going to be next week or or the following week or wherever, wherever that may be. I told her who I wanted what the show is going to be about the next couple of shows, and we'll we'll go from there. We'll see. All right, but follow me on all my socials, and I'm work. I'm still working on the uh, my website, so my website is going to come. Y'all will like it. Give me a thumbs up, we will, and download the episode. All right, guys, with that being said, that's right. That's the end of our show. I want to thank you guys for listening out there and watching out there. I saw most of the comments that on the break and uh till next week we'll do this again on beyond the game podcast on fishbowl radio
Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in.